0: Welcome back to episode 70 of the FBL Draft Hub Podcast. In this episode, we're going to to Game Week 29. Welcome back to the FBL Draft Hub Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the official FBL Draft game. My name is Mitch, I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems, and ones to target ahead of Game Week 29. Game Week 28 is still far from over at the time of prepping and recording for this pod, but given the tight turnaround... I felt it best to get ahead of the waivers this week, even though there are still a few games to be played. Most of the top performers so far this week will have been season keepers for their owners and will have brought some welcome hauls into their teams. Reese James marks his return with a goal and an assist to lead the way with 18 points this week, joint with Kevin De Bruyne, who has propped up his form after a quiet few weeks. Ivan Toney got his first Premier League hat-trick and somehow only came away with 17 points, even with all three bonus. This feels like a failing in the scoring system that a striker has managed to put out a pinnacle performance when it comes to Premier League strikers and isn't able to outscore a midfielder with two goals and an assist. Maybe there needs to be an incremental increase in points with each successive goal to reward these big striker hauls, but we're getting a bit on a tangent. Away from those three, there were points for Ings, Havertz, Marez and Doherty and there were countless others with double figure hauls already, as well as another opportunity to improve upon these figures later in the week. The only surprise name in there was Cucho Hernandez, who has struggled for points given the form of Dennis, but we'll talk a little bit more about him later. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Matt Doherty, Kulusevsky, Martinelli and Patrick Bamford. So let's get into it so as we're all accustomed to now we're in another double game week um, so let's just quickly run through the teams who have got a double this week we've got liverpool who play brighton and arsenal away spurs play united and brighton away and newcastle play chelsea and Everton away so there's three teams there who've got an away double and then we've got arsenal who have leicester at home liverpool at home brighton who've got liverpool and spurs at home and everton who have wolves and newcastle at home so three teams with a pair of home fixtures now as a set of doubles go the only standout pairing on paper is probably everton's with their two home games against wolves and newcastle but given the form everton are in they are not the most attractive prospects this week the only extra thing to factor in is game week 30 next week which can be planned on the back of a postage stamp with just the four fixtures Of the teams that have got a double this week the two North London clubs in Spurs and Arsenal also play in that game week which makes them very valuable as you'll be able to get them in early before the next waiver window in which trying to field an 11 will prove very challenging if not impossible and for those in leagues of eight or more having seven or eight players for next week could be considered above par and so anything you can do now to make life easier for you will be much appreciated by your future self. From the single game week teams, uh, the pick of the fixtures are probably Man City away to Palace, Chelsea at home to Newcastle, Southampton at home to Watford and Leeds at home to Norwich. I feel it is appropriate to mention those game week 30 fixtures now because many will be rightly having one eye on them for their waivers this week. So you've got Wolves against Leeds. Um, Leeds will be the team you can target here with most of their squad players available except for the likes of Rafinha, Meliane, Goal and maybe Patrick Bamford. Most of the Wolves' assets have been picked up over the last few weeks, and as mentioned, Leeds have a home game to Norwich this week, so you might have been targeting them anyway. Second is Villa against Arsenal. The only players you might be able to get hold of here will be the central midfield players like McGinn. Um, He'd probably be a luxury, but otherwise you're looking at the likes of Dougie Louise, Partey, Xhaka, or anyone else that's likely to come on for a point at the end. Third is Leicester against Brentford. This will be the game with the most starters available to pick up and also the game which could be the hardest to call, meaning there will be value lurking here. Outside the keepers and strikers, many of the outfielders will be knocking around the waiver pile and few will have gone near the Leicester defence since game week one. Brentford have a home game to Burnley this week, so could do a job for you right away. And then finally, Spurs against West Ham, another game where you're likely to only be left with the central midfield players. Suchet would be the pick of the bunch, followed by Rice, uh, Ben Tanker, and after that, Hoyberg for the beggars that can't choose. Because game week 30 is so limited, for the next uh, preview pod, I'll probably just preview these four games, go through the predicted lineups, and then try to rank the players that will likely be available to you. So let's get into some of the specifics ahead of the waivers this week and uh, some of these names I did have pencilled in before Monday Night Football. um, So you'll have to bear with me. Starting with none other than Michael Keane for Everton. Um, I think even despite their form, the Everton defence will be in fashion this week with that double of Wolves and Newcastle. Keane is probably the pick of the bunch due to his certainty to play and goal threat, though hopefully at the right end this week. And if you're not able to get him, I think Coleman and Holgate are reasonably assured of starting. At left back, I think it's maybe a bit less clear. I'd have probably gone for John Joe Kenny ahead of Monday, um, but we did see Mikalenko get a run out towards the end of that Spurs game, and he could be a shout for an appearance too. Moving on to Spurs, and uh, I've got a few players highlighted here, starting with Matt Doherty. um, By no means completely nailed on. I think uh, there's always the chance that Emerson Royal could be brought back in at some point. But I think from the game since Conte has taken charge, Doherty is far more in the mould of a wing back he would want in the team. I think a double game week away to United and Brighton isn't the best and a clean sheet could be hard to come by here. But he does have the extra value of being able to bring in some attacking returns. I added uh, Doherty to the list, as I said, ahead of Monday Night Football against Everton. And it was a nice punt in my own draft team this week to get that 14 point haul, meaning he's now put up 32 points in the last two matches. The turnaround for Spurs double game week is Saturday to Wednesday which means I don't think there will be too much danger of rotation and I think Conte has seen enough of everyone now that he'll probably just go for his strongest eleven for the remaining league games knowing that there are unfortunately no more cup distractions. doxy's ownership is already on the up but for those in eight team leagues he's still very much hidden gem territory. On the other side I'm going to mention Sergio Reguilón. His ownership has been slowly, slowly decreasing lately as he came through illness and then found himself just straight dropped with the emergence of Cessignon, who Conte seems to be exerting a lot of his energy and pressure to try and turn him into a diamond on the left. But we did see Cessignon subbed at half time due to injury and it took Reggion less than a minute to find the net himself with a cool finish at the back post. His ownership in 18 leagues now sits around 50% and so for many of you out there, he will be available and it'd be well worth keeping an ear out for any injury news regarding Cessignon with regards to how likely Reguilón is to feature for both of those games. Into the midfielders now and sticking with Spurs just to get them over and done with is Kulicewski. I think in my January transfer window pod, I had a brief assessment on him along the lines of there's potential there, but we'll have to see how it pans out. Well, it's panning out Quite well, and I wouldn't hesitate to say he's a sure starter at the moment uh, and has now got two goals and three assists from six appearances in the league. Not only that, but he looks good and he could have had more in the Everton game, I think. He complements Doherty really well on the right as he's naturally inclined to come inside on his left foot, with Doherty generally staying wider. His ownership is just under 60% in 10 team leagues, but get down to 8 team leagues and he's owned in just 11%. So for most of you out there in an eight-team league, he will be available. And even if it wasn't for the Vax Spurs to have a double game week this week, he should still be top of your waiver list. Next is Louis Diaz for Liverpool, another guy who was probably last mentioned in that January transfer window pod. And I think Diego Jota's place in the starting 11 is definitely now under threat. I think Salah and Mane obviously um, leave only one other space in the front three. And while Jota has been great this season, Diaz looks to provide something off the left, which is a similar threat to what Salah can provide off the right hand side. Once the Champions League games get back into full flow, I think the rotation will be inevitable and Liverpool are actually just kicking off as I'm recording this with Jota actually starting that game, which means there is a good chance Diaz could come back in for the league fixtures. Further north and up to Newcastle now, Ryan Fraser. I was fortunate enough to have grabbed Fraser as a very last minute free agent in one of my other draft leagues last weekend and I expect his ownership will continue to prosper ahead of Newcastle's second double game week in a row. He almost seems to be fulfilling the talisman role for Newcastle in the absence of St Maxman and also in the absence of Trippier who kind of held that mantle very briefly before getting injured. I've got no doubt Newcastle will be in the Premier League next year and I expect them to pick up more points this game week, it's amazing how well they're doing without the likes of Trippier, Wilson and St. Max, but for now, Fraser is one of their main guys. I think if you're just generally looking for some double game week coverage uh, this week, then the Liverpool midfielders are not a bad shout. Um, the likes of Henderson, Fabinho, Naby I think if you're looking to move away from, say, a Neves, Dendonka, Dallas, um, even a Stuart Armstrong... Any of the other average players that you might have brought in over the last couple of weeks targeting their fixtures, they could be a reliable shout to at least get four points. Back down to London to highlight another couple of mids, starting with uh, Pulisic for Chelsea. His ownership is around 60% currently for 10-team leagues and I think will be in line to start their uh, game against Newcastle. The right-hand side of Newcastle defence is definitely the weak area to target and he could have some joy up to North London for Arsenal and I think the easiest way into the Arsenal attack based on ownership is Martinelli with him being available in a good number of draft leagues still. He's a few weeks removed from that purple patch he had around game week 17 but with that very well taken goal in their match against Watford combined with the fact Arsenal have an elusive fixture next week he can't be left in the waiver pile. Finally, I need to address Patrick Bamford. Pretty much right around last week's wave deadline, I had several people almost simultaneously pop up to message me about Bamford. I hadn't realised he was back in training, and indeed he came back uh, on the bench for their defeat to Leicester at the weekend, though we didn't see him come off the bench, which tells me he's probably still not 100%. But I do agree with those that picked him up early because I think the new manager will be looking to get him back in the team as soon as possible. Just a few hidden gems to mention this week. I'm going to mention Johnny Castro for Wolves after Lager's post-match comments on Hoover in their loss to Palace. It's clear he wasn't very sympathetic with his fitness and now by default Wolves are probably F with Johnny to fill in at right wing back. I tried to get him in early last week and then obviously Hoover came in so dropped him and now it looks like he probably is going to come back into the team. Could be a useful pickup because of Wolves' Game Week 30 fixture where players will be hard to come by. In attack, uh, Kucho Hernandez for Watford, he's owned in just 7% of 10-team leagues and after his display in their defeat to Arsenal, he may have done enough to convince Roy Hodgson to give him a run of games. If Josh King is still out, I think he'll definitely get another go. And strikers are always hard to come by, especially at this point in the season. And on that note, I wanted to mention uh, Mateta for Palace. Not an ideal point to target Palace players with Manchester City this week, and then a blank, followed by Arsenal and Leicester after that. But if you're desperate for a striker that will play, he's definitely a shout. Now, it's not unheard of uh, for this section in the most hidden gems section, but I'm going to go with one of the players I picked last week again, which is Emil Kraft. His ownership took a decent boost last week, but he still remains just inside hidden gem territory. And I think with their double game week this week, he has to be the most hidden gem pick again. So that's it for this week. A reminder that the waiver window closes at 11am Friday morning UK time ahead of the lunchtime Saturday clash between Brighton and Liverpool. As I've mentioned throughout this episode, this is definitely a week to bear next week in mind. Don't let it get to next week before you realize you've only got three players. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on whichever platform you listen to so that you don't miss out on any future pods as they come out. And also be sure to check out FPLDraftHub.com where you can sign up completely free to get uh, personalized stats for your team and draft league, as well as full access to the global dashboard, which gives you full access to all the ownership data that I use to prep these podcasts. Of course, uh, in the meantime, with the Premier League matches and the Champions League matches still getting played in midweek before then, if there are any injuries which would go against some of these uh, recommendations, then naturally take it with a pinch of salt. But best of luck ahead of the waivers this week and as always, stay sure.